Welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. Don't forget the YouTube page as well. YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Wherever you download your podcast, tell people that Jonathan Hood is talking wrestling. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It's on the podcast. Always fresh sound for you. For you, the professional wrestling fan. For you, the sports entertainment fan. Just this week, I got a chance to talk to Richard Deitch. Richard Deitch, of course, is a media critic for TheAthletic.com. He's got his own podcast as well. He's a big wrestling fan. Interesting conversation about ratings, SmackDown ratings on Fox, what's going on in the USA Network with NXT as well as Raw. The same thing with what's going on with AEW and TNT and Bleacher Report. So some interesting thoughts from Richard Deitch there. Go back in the archives. Just this week, we had a chance to talk to Richard. If you've missed it, I got a chance to talk to WWE's Lacey Evans as well as AEW's John Moxley. Also, thoughts on Jim Cornette. I just had a separate podcast about Jim Cornette and how there was a parting of the ways between Jim Cornette and the National Wrestling Alliance. I give commentary about that and so many other things right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. If you've missed something, go back and listen, and I'd love to get your feedback as always. I want to make sure I let you guys know that I love your feedback, so hit me up on Twitter at WrestlingTWT. You could also email the show, snail mail. Uh, you could do that as well, uthpods at outlook.com, uthpods at outlook.com. Be glad to have uh, your feedback. And also, I've asked in the past, if you are a wrestling promoter, you need to send me your card so I can be able to promote them on the show. So let me know. Again, it's all part of our great wrestling umbrella that is Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'd like to remind you as we record this on Thursday morning and get ready to talk to Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com as we review AEW versus NXT, that on Friday, the 6th of December, I will be hosting... Busted Open with Dave LaGreca. Dave has been a frequent guest on this program. It will be my second opportunity to host on a big platform like SiriusXM Fight Nation. So uh, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time is the original airing for Busted Open Monday through Friday. And again, being part of that Busted Open family, I'm so happy to have another opportunity to work with my friend Dave. It will be the first time ever that Dave and I have been able to do a show together on the air for three hours. So uh, I believe SiriusXM is free right now. If you have a, a car and you don't have SiriusXM, but it's in your car, or you can download the app, you can hear that show, I believe, for free. And if you missed the show live, it's okay because it's on demand on the SiriusXM app. It is always a podcast version that we'll post as well. So you're going to get about five new things of professional wrestling, five new items of pro wrestling here on TWT. So uh, once that on-demand version comes out, we'll put that up here as well so you can get a chance to listen to it. But I'd love for you to call in. If you are a part of the TWT tribe, if you're part of this show uh, and listen to this podcast, please come on over to Busted Open on Fight Nation. Dave and I are going to have a great time, 8 to 11 a.m. on December 6th, and love for you to call in and represent TWT and represent yourself asking pro wrestling questions. So I look forward to that. Um, I thought that AEW and NXT both had two terrific shows. Great shows. Really enjoyed what I saw on the 4th of December uh, to see the, the battle between these two organizations. They're both different, and they're both really, really well done. Really had a good time watching that. We'll break that down with Josh Lopez in just a moment. There's some interesting things I heard in a long drive I had this week on The Arn Show. Arn Anderson, uh, one of the original members of The Four Horsemen, has his own podcast now, uh, part of the Westwood One radio network. Arn had some things to say uh, about his former employer, uh, Vince McMahon of the WWE. Arn Anderson has been a great mind for this business for a long time. I mentioned, sure, he's part of the Four Horsemen, so he'll always have a special place in my heart as a wrestling fan. But just the the ebb and flow of Arn Anderson's career before he even came to the NWA in the mid-'80s, wrestling in Continental, wrestling for Bill Watts in Mid-South, 
uh, for him to have a successful career in WCW and going to WWE uh, as a wrestler, part of the Brain Busters with Tully Blanchard. And again, great tag team wrestler, great singles wrestler. There's no question about it. So late in his career, he becomes an agent. He was agent for WCW, but for, what, 18, 19 years, he was with the WWE as an agent. They call them producers, but they're still agents to me. And working with talent and working out um, the match structure. And so Arn, to me, is a vital cog for any organization because of experience. And not so old school that he can't understand what's going on in wrestling in 2019. He can just maybe tweak a few things, talk some things out, but ultimately he understands what's going on in wrestling in 2019 and respects it. Well, of course, uh, Arn gets blamed for a lot of things toward the end of his tenure and he's let go. Um, What you're going to hear is what we've heard from a lot of people that used to work for the WWE and uh, Arn talked about it with uh, Conrad Thompson. A question was posed to Arn Anderson about... um, when his time was coming to an end with Titan Sports and the WWE. Uh, Bo Brennanman has a, a more recent question. He says, when did you know your time with WWE was coming to an end? Uh, probably for probably four years somewhere in there before I got canned. I was getting blamed for stuff that was perceived to be my fault that wasn't my fault. Um, My opinion was not valued. You know, something I'm not sure that, that everybody knows, and I'm sure they don't, is... Besides our duties on the road when you're a producer and you're traveling all those miles and going out on Friday and sometimes driving a thousand miles before you get to Raw and then you got another couple 300 that night and you drive and you got to be there early for SmackDown. And on top of all that, they would send the show out sometimes on Sunday night. So after you had already put in a thousand miles, you had already did a show, you had driven to Raw, however far that was, then you would get an email and you would have to critique the show. Have to read through a three hour Raw, give your opinions, suggestions, same thing with SmackDown. Now it doesn't matter that it's four in the morning and you're dead tired, but that's all the producers, very rarely in those last four years was anything that any one of us had offered because you would get a sheet with the producer suggestions and names that go by with them that go by and uh, uh, they never would uh, use any of those suggestions and I knew when my opinion was no longer valued um, and you would speak up, it would be taken the wrong way. Uh, it was almost like it was creative versus the producers, which was the farthest thing from the truth. We were doing all we could do to support their ideas. A lot of them we disagreed with and would voice it, and it would get kicked around the room, but by the time it got back to the beginning, it would just be what was written originally. Um... I just felt like the, you know, the last four years, it was, I always kind of felt like I was one of those UWCW guys. Always felt that way. Um, Like an outsider. Yeah, outsider looking in, even though in total 18 years with the company, you would think my loyalty would be unquestionable. And I just felt like an outsider on the outside looking in. I never was comfortable. I never was in that. And I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't want to be in that inner circle, you know, in my head up, you know, Vince's ass or Hunter's ass or any of the discuss here because it take too long. But it just, you know, I was made to feel suddenly like I didn't know 
anything about the business anymore. It was like I suddenly was inept. That all that knowledge I'd acquired over the years and, and all the rules and all the things that I knew applied didn't apply anymore. Thoughts there from Mark Anderson. You could hear that conversation in its entirety uh, on Westwood One's Arn Show. Interesting thoughts there from Mark Anderson. Um, for someone that has been in the business for a long time, you would think that his opinion would be valued and all of a sudden it's just kind of shelled, pushed to the side. Uh, really disappointing, uh, but not surprising when it comes to Vince McMahon and the WWE. Not, not surprising at all. Arn Anderson and agents trying to give their thoughts and somehow creative. The writers seem like they have the upper hand. Well, We'll see how that works for the long term for the WWE. You still need to have experience in the room and not just writing experience, but also in-ring wrestling experience. So that was interesting. Please be joined by Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. As we have our conversation, go to the website ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Josh Lopez is here for our, our weekly conversation about NXT as well as AEW and everything else in wrestling. Hello, Josh. Buddy, I told you I'm not. I'm. I'm not half-assed it. I'm not. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Jr. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's it's good to know that you are, are fully invested. People need to stop saying it about Jim Ross. In in you know what the problem is, is that those that are have not heard Jim Ross like do New Japan or other things believe that Jim. Since he's not the true play-by-play guy, he just got his feet up and just allowing Excalibur to do everything. But that's the arrangement. That's why people, these these fans that think that he's going to call it like it was 1998, 1999, that's not who Jim Ross is anymore as far as his role. And that's not uh, a slight at him. I just think it's a bad decision on AEW's part. Um... I I've made it clear already since we've done the show together that I have haven't been a fan of Excalibur's commentary. If it was me, I would leave it to Jr. and Tony Schiavone, but I'm not in charge. I'm not <laughs> Tony Khan, so uh, to each their own. You know, make the decisions. I always think it's always funny for people to question people's effort on air. Um, Especially for those who just haven't done it before. Uh, look at Kevin Kelly. He's not he's not always at maximum level of uh, like like his throat's about to go out unless it's like a main title match. But he's a fantastic commentator. Um, I I've I, I'm partially biased because Jr's the reason why I got to wrestling in the first place. But. Um, yeah, it, it hasn't been a good uh, start so far for the commentary team. No, it's not. It, it is not. Uh, and Tony and JR, who have worked together for years in the past in the NWA and WCW, could do could do just as good a job uh, as as what you hear regularly in wrestling. I, uh, you know, I just think Excalibur's play by play. I mean, it's. I mean, it's accurate. The the calls are there, but the thing is, it's still a disconnect for me that he wears a, a mask. It's also a disconnect that there's there's a, a little green, if you know what I'm saying, to his broadcast, where he's not a seasoned broadcaster, where he's you know you trust his voice, and when he says the and the other thing too, Josh, is that you got to be more conversational. I mean, the action's yes. right in front of you, but if you just can't just talk to Jim or talk to Tony about what's going on and you're focused, laser focused on the wrestling, then that you know it doesn't make you a complete broadcaster. And I don't think that AEW has to have someone learning on the job how to do it properly on network TV. But that's just me. Right. If you, if AEW wanted that type of announcer, they should have just brought me in because I do <laughs> right now on the booze, you know? <laughs> I, I can do that off the top of my head. But it has to be conversational because you at the end of the day, pro wrestling commentators are the narrator for Joe uh, that guides you through everything that's going on. And you still are trying to appease casual fans that never seen your product before. You'd have guys talking over each other, uh, even to the point you could hear like Tony Schiavone and Jr. Snickering over the certain 
uh, ways that Excalibur would call the booth, you know? <laughs> I know. That's just, I mean, that, I just don't. And it, and it come to find out in that whole broadcast that Tony is the best broadcaster in that booth because Tony doesn't say a lot, but when he does say something, it has meaning to it. And uh, Tony could do color as good as anybody. He did it when he returned to WCW in, in 91, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just well, I I tell you what, uh, I thought that the Wednesday Night Wars, the NXT and AEW, I think both shows were were really good. They both had something to offer. Yeah, it was a good solid night of wrestling. Uh, I guess there's something big about December 18th, unless they're not doing shows on Christmas. I uh, I guess that's the reason why they're hyping up December 18th. You, you saw that they announced like multiple title matches for both shows. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you can't you can't run anything live on Christmas anymore, pal. Um, so so yeah, they had to. They Are you were, sure about that, pal? Yeah. Well, you know, if you if you're AEW, you put yourself some some house shows on or some best of. That's good enough for Christmas. Yeah, just like TNA. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah they're hyping up uh, some matches for Corpus Christi, and you know that that's fine. Um, you know, wh- whoever Jericho takes on at this point with that young roster, you're just making those young guys. And Scorpio Sky, that's going to be Jungle Jungle Boy. So that's that's good for these young guys to have that experience. They're going to lose, but at least they'll be made. Yeah, that, I totally agree with that. Uh, the <laughs> I'm still cracking up. Like this is the third iteration of a like the type of list that Chris Jericho's made in his career. I actually remember as a kid watching the thousand and four holds list promo <laughs> from type promo. <laughs> and then he had uh, Jericho. Uh, I think it was like 2010. He was like, here's the thousand four wrestlers I beat <laughs> in, uh, in WWE. And, you know, there's a common tie, like <laughs> at least in the last two lists, he keeps mentioning two cold Scorpio. Like I just love how he could list off like random wrestlers that attach to certain days that he's bringing up. <laughs> Alec Jones. <laughs> I, I heard that he slipped in AJ Styles. I think that was funny. <laughs> that was, you know, but nobody can reinvent like him though. I mean, that's that's the mastery. That is the magic of Chris Jericho. Is that he can continue to reinvent himself. Uh, Josh, and I think that, that that says a lot. Now he, he gives you the lexicon of Le Champion. So, I mean, and people in Champagne enjoyed that because it's Jericho and his antics. They got they need something to pump up the spirits, man. That was a rough loss to Northwestern the other day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Anything to try to spread. I wonder was Lovey there. You think Lovey was in the crowd? I think he was actually. I think he may be a uh, closet wrestling fan. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Probably an old school mid south guy rooting for JYD. That wouldn't surprise me. Right. Well, <laughs> well I tell you what. I I think that from NXT standpoint, it was um, it was a really. Hold on a second. I thought it was a really interesting show. Um, hold on a second. I thought it was a really interesting show uh, for NXT. Um, and, but here's the thing about Dakota Kai. How come, uh, you know, she got the backstage interview with um, uh, with Kathy Kelly. I wanted to, to have a little bit more information about Dakota Kai and why she turned. Why does it take, why does it, why did it take so long for the explanation? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this last week, too. Like, I don't know why she didn't just come out and have the promo there. You know, like, strike with the iron's hot. Like, she was just there and have the match. Uh, I'm trying to remember who she wrestled last week. But anyways, like, Dakota Kai, I, I, I'm i not opposed to the turn, but uh, just having a, like, halfway backstage interviews not tying everything you need to know about her character and where things are going 
just explain it to me. Like, I don't, I, I agree. Like, I, I'm good with the term, but just there's a reason why. And then last week she wrestled with no explanation. She comes out there and there's a little bit of an interest, uh, uh, kind of an explanation about her and how Tegan Knox is not worth her time. But a major turn like that on a major show, she needs a long form promo to explain who she is and why the turn took place. But I mean, I, I thought it was just. I just thought um, last week I need that explanation. This week she gives us a little bit, but I deserve more, damn it. Damn right, pal. <laughs> uh, a, a little TV match with Candice LeRae in a backstage interview is not going to do it. No. Uh, I thought that, as I mentioned, both shows are really good. Um, to see, they, You can tell that this company is really behind Killian Dane, man. They, they see something in him, and when you beat Pete Dunne, uh, that's a that's a big win for Killian Dan against someone that they have established in Pete Dunne. The guy's talented, and he has a look and a presence to him that is good for today's wrestling. Yes, I understand that a lot of people compare it to Lars Sullivan because they got the back hair and all that type of stuff, but Killian Dan is actually talented. And what he does, so like, I'm I'm happy to see about his platform. He's doing something on his own accord. Uh, he's at, he even got a little bit of promo time before Pete Dunn came out. So uh, there's trust in there, and he's making the most out of his TV time. Um, you can tell also that the company is really behind Keith Lee. I know McMahon apparently loves Keith Lee. Oh my. Um, yeah, yeah, he, I mean, oh, by the way, so let me ask you a question. <laughs> Josh, what is the difference between Keith Lee's Basketball Glory and uh, Swerve Scott? <laughs> That'd be a hell of a tag team because they do the same thing. Don't they do the same things? Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, like, like Swerve closes his eyes like The Rock, right? Ta- slowly takes his glasses off because he's got swag. And so does Keith Lee. Keith Lee doesn't have glasses, but, I mean, he's got his eyes closed. He's got his arms out there with the symphony, basking my glory. It's, that'd be a hell of a tag team. That'd be the, the swaggiest tag team we've seen in a long time if they were together. <laughs> it, it, I'm laughing at this, but I actually think they would be a good tag team. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny. like Because I saw the like the, the promo, the, the, the vignette for Swerve Scott, which was really cool because he could do a lot of great things. But I just... I saw him slowly take the glasses off. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. These two, <laughs> these two are the same. <laughs> That'd be interesting. But put put those two in a three three way with Velveteen Dream, and you get the swaggiest match in the history of the business. Oh, yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mentioned on Twitter at WrestleTWT yesterday, Josh, that the money for me is uh, Shayna Baszler uh, in, in a Rhea Ripley, but I don't want them to touch again until WrestleMania. I know they, they're going right. to they're gonna rush that, but I think that that's the money. That's what you want to see. Yeah, that's a few that you want to see go into, like you said, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I think it's going to be a three-part type of trilogy thing where uh, they have like a match that has a lot of interference in a couple weeks, and then they got to take over in Portland in February, I believe. Yeah, it's in February. Yes. And, uh, the third and final match will be at WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I look forward to that. I like I like the um, – because you know why? It appears to me that Rhea Ripley can beat her and be the new face of NXT women uh, as a champion. It, I believe that she can do it. And and you know what? That's, that's suspending that disbelief and, and that belief in a character. That's wrestling. Because <laughs> I think right. she could beat Shayna Baszler. Right. And it, this is a little different from when Ember Boom beat Asuka before Asuka went to Raw and SmackDown. Like, like... Rhea Ripley could hold down the fort for the women's division, even if Shayna Baszler is not the champion anymore. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, congratulations. That's how you build the Forgotten Sons. That's yes. how you. That's how you do that. That's. I don't care about the match. I don't care about the match because I see these. I, I see these grades like, oh, there was a C minus. It was a D. No, I don't care about that. that. What I care about is that the Forgotten Sons. 
or over against uh, Adrian Alanis and Leon Ruff. That's how you do that, man. A TV match. That's how you get them over. I need to know, Hoodie, is Leon Ruff uh, checking a chiropractor today? Oh. Oh, my God. He took a, a tremendous bump. Oh, my. That's, yeah, I, that's, I think he took, like, an Irish whip out of the ring first, and then <laughs> that choke slam that uh, Gunner gave him. I'm sorry, I keep calling him Gunner. I think it's TNA, but J- Jackson Riker yes. gave him the choke slam over the top rope. That was nasty. Oh, man. That's the last thing you want to be in wrestling, be like, oh, yeah, I can bump. Oh, oh, you can bump? Oh, really? <laughs> Jeez. No, I can't bump at all. No. So so don't put me in that spot, please. Yeah, right. my, my bump card is full, and I haven't even got started. <laughs> um, okay, tell me this. Josh, is Finn Balor a babyface or a heel in NXT? I think he's a heel. Are, are you sure? I'm sure he's still going to get the fans cheer for him because that's just the type of performer he is. Um we talked about it already with this era of wrestling where fans really don't care as much for the heel and baby face because they just love to if you're a uber talented in ring performer they're just gonna cheer you i just don't know that or if you're like an over top character like mgf like he, he's still gonna get his fair share of people cheering for him even though he's like the worst guy <laughs> uh character wise from a personality point of view but like I I see Finn Balor. I look at the facial expressions. Yes, he attacks Adam Cole from behind, even though Adam Cole's a heel. Uh, it's maybe leaning more towards the gray area character that we talked about. But from what I see so far, I think he's a heel. Because his whole motive is to remind people that there would be no NXT without him. And that's a character trait, right? Yeah, that's true. And so, that, so to, to see Adam Cole against Finn Balor... Again, WrestleMania weekend, probably be sooner than that. Uh, I'd be totally fine with that because that is a match of the year type of candidate. So I know it'd be great. Uh, because it, because the way it was written, it was kind of like Finn Balor is loosely affiliated with the Undisputed Era. Right. Uh, and by the way, the Undisputed Era could use a fourth member because Bobby Fish can never stay healthy. Um, so, <laughs> so now, now here's what I'm not looking for. I, I'm not asking for the Undisputed Era, the other three to turn on Bobby Fish, because I don't want to see Bobby Fish versus Adam Cole. I know how that's going to turn out. That's that's Marty Jannetty against Shawn Michaels. I don't need that. Um, right. But he can never, he can't stay healthy. He's a he's a good veteran, rough member, a Buddy Roberts type uh, for for that, that that group. But just can't stay healthy, man. It's tough. It's very tough. Let me ask you this really quick. Yeah. I know they're pumping up to the uh, World's Collide show, which I'm, I, I mentioned it last night before I went to bed. I'm really excited for that show. Uh, just the concept of NXT versus NXT UK. They had Cassius Ono there last night against Matt Riddle, which was fine. Do you like that they're bringing in the NXT UK guys? Are you excited for this type of show? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because You know why? Because it's two of our be- our favorite brands together. Right. (laughs) (laughs) There's no outside, you know, influences coming in. Um, Those are dream matches that we're going to see, including Cassius Ono. And um, Cassius Ono, I didn't expect him to roll in there. And and then they play play the music. I'm like, oh, no. I mean, seriously, like, oh, no. It's It's like, oh, God, here he comes. And here he comes rolling out there. And, and uh, his stuff, and, and you watch it like I did because you're doing it for ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. His stuff right. in the UK was was solid. It was it was very good. And and actually, some of those moves, those holds that he was utilizing, were appreciated even more so in the UK. Stuff we haven't seen in decades that he's utilizing. And he had a good match against Matt Riddle, but I think his UK work kind of re- revitalized him. Yes, and. Thank God that Nigel was there last night because if he wasn't mentioning the courting holds and all the different stuff he's been doing at NCUK, I don't think anybody in that building would care what's what's going on. I see the people in the audience can't hear what Morrow or Beth are saying, but you get where I'm going with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I um I I like that match. 
I'm a I'm a you know I'm a Riddle fan, but I'm a, I also Ono too because Ono, the, Ono's the kind of guy that I grew up watching as a kid, where he would be catch his catch can, just yeah. like a, a heel that's trying to cheat, just do it like do, take his shortcuts. A guy that's like really like really solid as a wrestler, but would take shortcuts for a big guy, chicken shit heel type stuff. He's he's good. He's very good. He he reminds me a lot of. Regal, in a way. Um, I'm not sure which iteration. It, it, I, I would say WCW because I I was like an infant when uh, Regal first got started in WCW. But like, just from what Regal's doing at the end of his WWE run, he reminds me of what, a lot of what Odo's doing right now where he's putting over the younger talents. Like, for example, the real William Regal feud with uh, Dean Ambrose at the time. Uh, that they did at SCW. Yes. I got a lot of that in uh, Cash Zona right now. And he had a lot of interesting matches over the past couple weeks with, like, Tyler Bate in the NXT UK. Uh, I, I think, did he wrestle the A-Kid, too, a couple weeks ago? He did, yes. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the A-Kid, he's going to be on this week's edition of NXT UK. I like it, man. It, like you know, it's cool. It's like because, like I said, like it's it's one of the few companies I have zero problem with. I just sit there as a fan and just watch with my feet up. It's just it's it, it, it's captivating. I I enjoy that brand so much. Um, I was gonna ask you. Oh, so is, is there anything else that stood out to you about NXT that you want to mention? Well, I, I, I think it's interesting, and I get it from a heel standpoint that the Undisputed Era keep taking credit for what happened at Survivor Series. <laughs> they're, they're all right out the gate. We took out Raw, we took out uh, SmackDown, and then we embarrassed them at Survivor Series. I, I get it. Undisputed Era is all about themselves, and they think the entire world around NXT revolves around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I appreciate the cockiness in a way from a heel standpoint that they they're kind of blind to them losing at war games and what's going on in the nxt universe it's just oh it's undisputed era and everybody else is incomplete you know (laughs) i guess that's the way it should be for a heel faction so i just i love adam cole's presence and he's a star um try to see what else really stood out to me from the show uh, I really enjoyed the Killian Day Pete Dunn match. I thought it was a nice, good back and forth physical match. And then, uh, you know, they made the announcement at the end of the show that next week is going to be uh, Champa, Balor, and Keith Lee in a triple threat match. I don't know if this could be something where Keith Lee or uh, Tommaso turn on each other because Champa is still fixated on getting Goldie back. That's something I want to look out for in the next couple weeks. But, um, yeah, like you said earlier, I just think NXT was a solid show last night. Yeah, I did too. Um, let's take a look now at AEW as um, it taking place from Champaign, Illinois. Um, usually, historically, my friend, um, Champaign is that is is a, is a town where it's a house show. You just kind of maybe go through there. I don't think there's been a ton of wrestling in Champaign, but they definitely came out for AEW. Tony Khan's backyard. You know they they have these cities that they always like mention in promos in places they don't want to work at, like Peoria or Sheboygan. Yeah. <laughs> I think Champagne's on the list. I mean, how many years have people at the uh, UFI witnessed WWE house shows over the years at that at that um, arena? And I think uh, I think that's probably the biggest wrestling show they've had in in that arena. I don't know if uh, any, any other promotions had a big show at the UFI before. Maybe you could let me know, but uh, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest wrestling show they ever had in that building. Well, you know what? It has to be. It has to be, Josh. You know why? Because there's never been TV in Champaign. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't think. I don't think there's ever been a no. It, let me think. There's never been a wrestling Raw, Nitro, SmackDown. I don't think. No, I don't. Because Champagne wouldn't be on the list. You'd go to. You go to Chicago. Right. <laughs> right, you would you go to Chicago? That's that's or like the Quad Cities or not even Rockford. I don't think he's ever had TV. Uh, Rockford actually had a couple SmackDowns, believe it or not. Oh, <laughs> did they really? Yeah, 
They did? I mean, like, live? Like, cameras and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, live TV. And here's the thing. Um, <laughs> like, you wouldn't want to have live TV in Lockport or... <laughs> no. Champagne. <laughs> no, I mean it worked because of Tony Khan. It was, I mean, right. it's a fine crowd, but it just like normally, you know, sh- Champagne doesn't like. I remember, remember WCW had a show in Carbondale, and and that was just kind of a disconnect because, like, why would why the hell would you have a show at, at SIU at, at Southern Illinois? So, but. But no, it's, it's. I think this has to be the biggest show because I don't ever remember a TV show emanating from Champagne. So this is a big show for them, and it, it, it as usual it starts off hot because you got the young bucks. It's just like you got to have them on the card because you just want to get the crowd invested. So you get right. young bucks and Dustin Rhodes against Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz, and it's what I thought. They tore the house down. You know, I want to mention this real quick before I get to that match. Watching the show last night, it kind of brought me back to when I was first, like, <laughs> being a board op behind the scenes. And, like, when I was at, at, at the Illinois Me School, cheap plug, by the way, we'll get that out of the way. Yes, thank you. Uh, when we were first in class and you have us, like, film our first, like, old radio segment, like, we had, like, these little intro, intro parts before we get to having our own shows and. It's a lot of process. I don't want to bore anybody with this, but like, you know, you're a young broadcaster. You never been behind the mic before. You never used a board before. You start talking first. You don't. Know, you don't have your mic on, and then the next second, it's way too loud. Like <laughs> that. I don't know who was mixing that show last night, but the audio issue was all over the place. Yeah, I hung in there. Uh, <laughs> actually, this is this is the second time in ten weeks that they've had some audio issues. I'm glad it was straightened out because Tony was strong, and then he wasn't. Then it, then Excalibur was strong, then he wasn't. Then it, then the 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 mics was really hot at the at ringside, then it wasn't. So they were having some issues. I'm glad it was got. I think it was about ten minutes of it, but it finally got straightened out though. Like, you remember the first time you were behind the board, right? <laughs> and you're trying to make sure you're, it's not all over the place, but you're going to have slip-ups here and there? Yep, yep. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. What did you think of the, the opening match? I thought the opening match was good. Uh, I was not surprised that Dustin uh, came out dressed as one of the Unbuck members. I, I I think JR mentioned uh, that he never saw Dustin compete in tassels before, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, fit in pretty well with the guys it was a good match uh i'll admit hoodie and i know tna and impact has been slipping recently but i miss lex proud and powerful hasn't done anything for me i get it they're part of the inner circle and they're still wrestling the same and they're talented wrestlers but i i don't know it's been kind of a disconnect for me i kind of like i think they miss Conan more than people realize I have you know what in this faction I got no problem with it. I, I actually I like those two, I, but you're still new to the company and so they're trying to establish a personality that's a little bit different. Um, they're still crazy. Um, when they're when they're going to be let loose though, it should be I think it's going to be really interesting to watch these two. And Sammy Guevara, by the way, I mean there's got to be a, a different way than you just holding your phone to, to vlog. There's got to be something else that you can do because right. it's not attached to your hand. You keep dropping it, and so it just makes you look like a goof. <laughs> so I, uh, it's it adds to the presentation, but I, I like the I like the guys from the inner circle. I think it's fun. Yeah, the inner cir- inner circle's a good group. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought the, the, the part where he was doing, like, the shooting start press off the top rope and then all, the Young Bucks did super kicks. I don't know. That, that spot looked dumb to me. First off, the Young Bucks didn't even landed, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's still holding the phone. I, I, there's part of me where I still don't understand where AEW, like, structures their matches. Like, it's a pay-per-view every single week. It's like AEW in your house. It's not AEW Dynamite. It's like... <laughs> Uh, they're still having. They're still starting their show with two twenty-minute long wrestling matches. Well, they're trying to win the first quarter hour, just like just like NXT's doing. That's not, that's not a surprise. You you want to have something hot. And again, 
when we I continue to read the stuff about the the long matches, look at the roster. You have to have the you, you can't have five minute five minute matches. Yeah, I mean now they're starting to have the balance of some promos and matches. But look at the you're ten weeks old, Josh. I mean, like, do you want yeah. that? You want that opening match to be five minutes, and then you get out. Then you want more Brandy Rhodes? Is that what you want? Because no, I, no, I, no I, I, oh, okay, all right. Well, then I, you know what? No. Give me give me the fifteen minute match. Give me something hot to lead into another match instead of giving us five, four or five minute matches and then a hole in the card. I, I don't agree. No, I, I, I I don't agree with. People criticizing the length of the matches when they only have so many guys they can go to in that on that roster. No, my my point is I'm not opposed to having long TV wrestling matches. I'm talking about spacing it out throughout the show. It's ten weeks in, and every show they started off with two twenty minute long wrestling matches. That's all I'm pointing out. Well, I'm not they, I'm not saying that they need to have five minute matches like you see on Raw or SmackDown, but. You, can you at least start a show with a match and then have a promo in between? And why is it only Cody Rhodes, Brandy, and Chris Jericho are the only ones that are allowed to cut promos in the ring? Because they're over. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, no. That's the problem. Well, no, but no, no, but 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 understand the understand the roster. You you are comparing you are comparing the WWE to AEW when you say this. And I don't think it's fair because look at the look at the roster. You have a mixture of veterans that know how to talk on the mic versus young people that are still trying to learn. I mean, Joey Tanella got promo time. Right? Like so but I mean it's not like he's great at it. But at least they gave him a few minutes to be able to talk. The reason why Cody Rhodes had the best promo of the night of any show is because he knows how to do it. That that's why. I mean, Chris Jericho gets it because it gets numbers. People turn on the TV and they see Cody Rhodes and Jericho having promos. Well, you're gonna be drawn in. Uh, what what do you, you, you what you you want Trent Beretta to have have promo time? No, nobody wants to hear from from him. Yeah, you want Nyla Rose to have some thoughts, not, not, not in the ring, but maybe in a in a backstage vignette. So, you know, again, if we're talking about this a year from now, where they're doing the same things, where the first match is twenty twenty five minutes, or the first couple of matches are long, then you know now we got an issue. But when you're ten weeks old, you're still trying to work out the kinks, and you're putting out the best. That's that's why I think you see that. Right. That's just me. Like, like, look at that roster. <laughs> like, it's very few people now through the first ten weeks you trust with the mic in their hand. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying with a young roster, but this is the same company that's touting their horde that we're going to be everything that WWE is not. And here's the thing: everybody goes under soapboxes about WWE having uh, formulaic and repetitive ways that they structure their television shows. That's all I'm pointing out. That's what I'm comparing to. I'm not comparing the rosters, what shows are better. I'm talking strictly the format of what I've seen in the last 10 weeks. And, okay, I get it. You're having, this is the all elite wrestling. This is all elite wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. I get it. You're going to have law matches. You're going to have people who are not going to cut promos. All the time. I'm not expecting AEW to uh, be like WWE. What I'm saying is, I still think they have some kinks out as far as trying to figure out what they're going to do producing their TV show. It's still a TV show. It's not a pay-per-view. I feel like every time I watch Dynamite, it's more of a pay-per-view. And then, yeah, you'll have a little promo here and there. But it's only the same guys that you're cutting promos. <laughs> I just want to see a little different of the format. That's all I'm saying. Well, who else do you want to hear from? I don't know. Rio? <laughs> exactly. Nobody else? Rio, say exactly. Exactly. Do we have to hear Cody Rose cut the same promo that he cut Ring of Honor two years ago every time he cuts out? Okay, Cody, we get it. You left WWE. We get it. That's your whole thing. <laughs> it's the same thing every time I hear Cody Rose talk. That that promo last night was about MJF. It had nothing to do with the WWE. That's not that's not fair. Now I understand that Josh Pritchard comes on this show every now and then, 
um, to, to, uh, to, but, uh, to, 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 to bring down the AEW and lift the WWE, but I'm not going to lie that on, on this show. Cause I see, cause I understand what, where they're going. It's never, it's not going to be it, it, when you're a 10 week old, um, show, as I mentioned, if you're doing this at a year from now, I get it, but I'm patient enough to watch week in and week out to see how it grows. Remember NXT, and the WWE has such a lead on, uh, on this company that they have to figure out who they are and grow the roster for right. for us to get what you're talking about. So, no, I, I don't I don't uh, agree with that. I think I think that when they have to have longer matches because uh, if you look at the the bottom the middle to the bottom part of that roster, I don't know who can get numbers and ratings or interest. But put the ratings to the side. Say it's not a ratings game for Turner. Say it's just trying to get interest. Okay, so you are still putting wrestlers out there, Josh, but you still have to put out your best. People want to hear from Cody. That that promo against with MJF was fantastic yesterday. Fantastic. It was it was about MJF. It was trying to lay out what is going to be a hot rivalry. It actually is. It actually is a Dusty Rhodes promo because when you think about the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny, and MJF and Wardlow all together, it's almost like Dust, like Dusty against the Horsemen, or Dusty against Paul Jones' army, and he needs to find friends. It's it's the same thing we saw. I saw in the eighties, and it's really slowly well done. I think for them, Paul Jones, number one, number one, Paul Jones, same thing. Same thing. So, um, a couple other things that stood out to me is again a young roster trying to establish names. Uh, Statlander against Sheeta. They're trying to make something out of Statlander. It was a now that was a match there where I thought Sheeta would win, but again, uh, someone that's kind of new to the company. They're trying to build their women's roster, and and again, that's that's not gonna that's gonna take some time to finally hone in on the women that you want. So you got to give them TV time. And so Chris Statlander is someone I want to see in the next few weeks. Yeah, Chris Statlander is very impressive. Uh, just from the couple times I've seen her already on Dynamite in AW Dark. She's very, very talented in the ring. Uh, I don't know about the outer space gimmick or the <laughs> uh, continued transfunctioner, like for the Dude Where's My Car movie. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know about that gimmick, but she she's very talented. I I I've enjoyed watching her uh, wrestle so far. Guess what? I think that the the money is it, it may not happen. I'm starting to think that the money might be in Ray Phoenix as a single against against Jericho. I could offer off that same question to Pentagon, but I want to know what you feel about Pentagon because both of those guys. Whether a tag team or singles wrestlers, they both could be stars. I think so. Like, I, like, look, they've done, they've proven everything they need to as a tag team, and I right. think that I think that Ray Phoenix and it, uh, maybe the the real test is not against Trent last night, and it was a, a fine match. It was actually that match was for Trent more so than Ray Phoenix uh, yep. to, to get Trent over. But you know what? There might be something there with Ray Phoenix. I like Ray Phoenix. I, I see them wrestle all the way back in Lucha Underground and uh, AAA. And Ray Phoenix is a fantastic wrestler. I there's no there's no way that his ceiling would go down from what he does. Obviously, he doesn't cut a lot of promos, but that'll come in, in time. Uh, I just like what I I like watching them wrestle. It's like <laughs> I can sit back and just pin my head into what they're doing in the ring. I'm not worried if it's going to be a good or a bad match. You have a certain selective wrestlers in every wrestling company where they come out and you know they're going to give you a good match. Like Roderick Strong, for example, in the Undisputed Era. Same thing here with Phoenix. You have guys that can be in groups or tag teams, but as singles wrestlers, they also can get the job done too. Pentagon too. And the Pentagon and Chris Daniels match... <laughs> Ah uh, man, I wish I saw that match ten years ago. Cause Chris Daniels is still he still get it done, but you can right. tell that Chris Daniels is toward toward the end maybe. <laughs> like like the, like he's still solid, but like a like a, even a skinnier Chris Daniels who can move faster, um, that could be as fast as Luchadors. That 
that was a good match, but I would love to see that match like five to ten years ago. More a little bit more slender Daniels um, in, in that match, but it's you know Chris Daniels is is one of the best performers who never was, and I know that sounds harsh, but like I'm talking about on the big stage. Vince didn't want Chris Daniels because he thought it was too small, which is ridiculous because Chris Daniels could work. But Chris Daniels was in, you know, all over the country, around, you know, internationally is a, a terrific uh, star, but could have been even bigger on the WWE stage. And I think at times TNA did him a disservice when he was the singles guy. I know he's had he had great feuds with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, and they they uh, switch turns with different times they feud with each other but uh you know i think christopher daniels would have been one of those breakout guys when the cruiserweight classic first started uh a few years ago like he would have been like a breakout guy like one of those uh for example like mustafa ali or buddy murphy or any of these other guys that are in the original cruiserweight classic christopher daniels is an awesome wrestler i kind of felt bad that his arabian boot salt did it go so well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, God Almighty, yeah. But you, but you know, it's it it's it's some of these matches that you see and just like okay, uh, I, yeah, this 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 uh, past Wednesday, this was a card, not the whole card, but just some of the matches where you say okay, as we mentioned earlier, this is a match to try to to help. Um, Statlander get over. It's a match uh, when we saw the Phoenix versus Trent. It was a match to help Trent. Same thing with Joey Janela. Joey Janela, they're trying to make him more of a wrestler. I don't know how this works. I have some advice for Joey Janela, though. My my advice is if he's not going to do the hardcore stuff, that he should add some lifts to his boots. Here's what I mean. People, yes. people, people don't remember Randy Savage actually wore lifts all the time, meaning there was extra padding underneath the boots. Go back to just watch any Randy Savage match and watch the white underneath his boots. Randy Savage was not a big guy. He was strong, but people, but his personality and his persona made him seem like he was 6'2", when he was really like 5'10". But the lifts made him an even 6 foot. And so because he would move around and fly around and he had all those, you know, great robes and he, you know, had the personality, the personality made him 6'2". Joey Janela made John Moxley look like, John Moxley was like, you know, Andre the Giant. And, Moxley, and Moxley's not a big guy, not a tall guy. But Joey needs lifts in his boots and, and you know, he doesn't have to do, he wants to be a wrestler versus being a hardcore guy. Well, right now... His ceiling is Stevie Richards, and and that's okay. But you but you got to do more, I think, in the ring and have a bigger persona because he looks like his height. If if that makes any sense to you, yeah, I, I totally see where you come from with that. Uh, I like Joey Janela as a wrestler. I, I like what he does. Uh, by the way, I kind of dig this like John Moxley invitational thing they do every week now, where they have a young guy just come out and wrestle him. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's like a nice little showcase match for those guys. So uh, I, I agree with you. You, you know, you can uh, tight some things around for Joey Janela, like break things into a full package. And um, I think I think he's gonna be. I, I, I'm not really concerned about Joey Janela as far as features concerned, obviously. But like, I, I agree with what you're saying. You can add some list to stuff. It's just just something because he seems. Sh- I don't know. He's short. But he's got to be able to be a little bit wrestle a little bit taller. If if you, and also yeah. watch, just put on Randy Savage today, Josh, and put on. Notice he was always wrestling on his tippy toes because he wanted to be taller, <laughs> because he wrestled taller. You don't notice that because he's always moving. But but when you really break it down, it's like oh, Savage had this big personality. He was on his tippy toes, so it's it's interesting. Um, so. Overall, I thought it was a, a good show, not a, a great show for AEW. As mentioned, I, they're just trying to get guys over. I, and once again, the promo is setting up um, you know, their future storylines and their future events. Uh, Nyla Rose against Leva Bates. They're making Nyla Rose out of a monster, which we yeah. knew that she would be anyway. Um, but, you know, 
Uh, like again, I I applaud their effort for a, a a show that's ten weeks old that's still trying to work out the kinks. It's it's not perfect, but I appreciate that they're trying to get young stars over so people could be like, okay, next few weeks I want to see that. Next few weeks I want to see that. And on top of that, the the high spot, Luchasaurus can speak. Yes, <laughs> hell of a promo. Hell of a Hell promo. Of a promo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> he goes, Yar! you think that's how I speak? No, actually, I'm pretty. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Did that take away from the, the persona or are you good with him? Uh, Luchasaurus speaking so eloquently. No, I think it's a nice charm to him, actually. I, 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 I was laughing once he started talking, to be honest with you. So. i <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'll, I'll, only thing I would erase from that whole equation for that segment last night is Marco Stunt. <laughs> he was just in there. I, you know, it's it's yeah. you know, it scared me. It scared me because I thought that they were trying to give you Marco Stunt versus Jericho in Corpus Christi. I had Christi. the same feeling. I was like, I oh, had the same shit. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> but as I told you before, like I don't have a problem with Marco Stunt. I have a problem with Rio. I got a problem with her. I told you that. I said, I, now that's not believable. Sorry. It's not believable. Right. Now that, 98 pounds, and she started off when she was six. By God, she's been in the business for a long No, 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 no. That doesn't work for me, pal. No, 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 no. She's garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't know what her relationship with uh, Kenny Omega or whatever the hell's going on backstage but that doesn't work for me, pal. Sorry. You know, I, I'm kind of glad we didn't go to the predictable Joey Janela Kid Sabian feud because Kid Sabian's dating uh, Janela's former uh, girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, Janela B. Ford. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad that's not happening either. Um, <laughs> I'm not a Marco Stunt guy. <laughs> I'm just going to be upfront with you guys. No, that's fine. Um, he, he does nothing for me. Like you, like you were saying, I had the same like seeking feeling. Please not have him wrestle Jericho tonight or or the 18th. Uh, but when they found a way to wrap, they brought it full circle to Jungle Boy. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a nice moment for him to finally speak. And um, you know, him and Jericho will have a fun match. Obviously, in a couple weeks, uh, Shivani said that's going to be the main event of that show. So that's a big spotlight for Jungle Boy. And I think. Uh, uh, obviously, you're saying earlier. Anytime Jericho's in the ring with these young guys, their uh, their their stock and their credibility goes up a couple of notches. So I really enjoyed that segment last night. And again, I want to make this clear: like I I enjoyed Dynamite last night. Uh, my only thing I was mentioning earlier is that I would like to see show start off with not two pay per view linked matches. That's all I'm saying. I I enjoyed the show last night. I I just think that. When I'm looking at just last night. The money is Dustin Rhodes, Young Bucks. It's it's um, Ray Phoenix. It's Cody Rhodes. It's Chris Jericho. Um, it's John Moxley. So I want to hear from the, Chris Daniels to an extent. I want to hear from those guys. So right. you have to have veteran versus young person to get the young person over because young person versus young person is it's good. It's niche, but it's not exciting yet right not in this company now in nxt yes you can have young people against young people all the time and they'll both get over because the company's big it's bigger it's a much it's a bigger stage actually but in this instance the young wrestlers the veteran wrestlers have to work with these young people to so you could say trent is something to say that uh sat ladder is something um uh joey janela is something so you know it's uh, it, it's it's a different show. I agree with you that the the broadcasting could be a lot better. And I saw Jr. on Twitter for God's sakes, God man! Like when I'm doing when I'm doing play by play, the last thing I'm looking at is what people are saying about me on Twitter. Right, God, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I tune out social media most of the time when I'm transcribing the show. Damn it, man. <laughs> I, I got a job to do, pal. Jeez. <laughs> like, I saw that. I'm like, oh, just be nice. 
I haven't checked out. Be nice. Now, wait until you turn on the podcast. He's going to just curse out all those fans for coming yep. after him on social media. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I could never imagine Gordon Soley going out like this. They don't like my commentary anymore. Uh-uh. I mean, come on, man. So, yeah. I mean, I think Bob Cottle or Lance Russell would have gave a damn about what someone said about them on social media at the end of their careers. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, that, that's something like Mark Madden would do. Yeah, and that and that he's a heel, so that you'll take that. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> God, that just that hey, bothers me. What What do you think about the Nightmare Collective? It's the worst thing on uh, the worst thing I saw Wednesday night. And Not it, the Dark Order. It can no. I I I I'll be honest. I fast forward through that. I'm just being honest with you. I saw it and I was like, "Oh, fuck this!" <laughs> I'm watching this. Um, no, I fast. I saw it. Uh, I saw it in, in in the fast forward, but I was like, "I got no time for that." No, no. What Brandy Rhodes is doing was the worst thing I saw, and and she continues as beautiful as she is. She's, yes, she, she is. She is the worst. When every time she is on TV, it is go away heat. I can't say any better, my friend. <laughs> it just is. It just is. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I understand where they're going. I'm just not interested. Sorry, I'm just not interested. Like you're trying to build a women's faction. I, I don't know what you're doing. It, I don't. And I watched it because I saw her. Obviously, it was after the match, the women's match. I'm like, okay, so what are they coming in here for? And the promo was droning. And it, was, it wasn't going anywhere. Like, I just want to see Awesome Kong wrestle. I don't want to hear her speak. That's all I want. I just want to see Kong wrestle. Right. She's a good wrestler. <laughs> you got to showcase that. Yeah, She's I don't... I don't good. I would, I'd rather hear... Uh, watch Kong versus, um, you know, listening to Brandy Rhodes cut a promo. It was a waste and I get to, uh, just like I don't want to hear what she has to say. Just show me. <laughs> it's like, 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 yeah, like, just show me what you're doing. Just you know, with action. But I, I know that's that's the worst thing on Wednesday nights now for me. The worst. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I'm never gonna be opposed to seeing Brandy Rose on my television screen, but the less she talks, the better we'll be off. Yeah, just like I, but it just like you can say I don't know where you're what you're talking about. That's that's all. Like, right. what? Like, are, if you're if you're a manager of a fa- a women's division faction, cool. Say it in sixty seconds. Say it in a pre-record sixty seconds. Don't take seven minutes of the match for seven minutes of the of the card for that. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, it, for me, it feels like a. It's gonna be bad since it's a Chicago sports tie, but like it feels at times like a Jim Boylan post post game press conference where you yes. say the same thing, but it goes nowhere. Yes, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> we we agree on that, pal. That's a handshake because that's that's for sure. Um, but I I just I don't understand. Um, so is there any we got about a minute left of recording time here. Anything else that stands out to you that you want to mention? I said uh keeping the ring on the road for uh NCUK today. They got uh Joseph Joseph Connors. Oh, Joseph yes. Connors. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Joseph Connors taking on Legaro and uh, oh. uh Travis Banks triple threat match. God, I love that promotion. <laughs> Also, they're going to do a Walter Joe Coffey contract signing. They're going to be fighting each other at NXT UK Takeover Blackpool for the NXT no for the WWE United Kingdom Championships. So, uh, NXT UK cooking up, and before you know, it's going to be Wrestle Kingdom time. So, <laughs> there's so many shows going on. Like last week, I was dealing with a bad illness, and there's still stuff I got to catch up on. Hey, we can't forget about Into the Fire too. Uh, I thought Nick Aldis had the best promo of the week, by the uh, way. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And Stu Bennett doing color. Oh, that made me so happy. <laughs> you know what? That's That could be really good, actually. I think that's, you know, he's got a very strong accent. 
But I think he could be really good in sound bites. I think that could work. <laughs> I've always been a fan of uh, Stu Bennett. Uh, the Bad News Barrett thing, I, I get it. It was a uh, hokey at times or whatever, but he's just good at what he does. I just love hearing his voice. He has the voice for a commentator, and I think he's going to do a great job for this uh, brand. Yeah, I I think that um, the NWA is gonna be is going in the right direction for sure. Um, and yeah, into the fire, the pay per view that this Sunday, right? Uh, a week from this Saturday, actually. A week from this Saturday, I beg your pardon. Yeah, for NWA, that should be fun. That should be fun. Into the fire. I, I thought it was funny, Nick. All this was uh, saying that hey, James Storm, we're not in TNA anymore. Stop making excuses for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. I I you know what? We're in a great spot as wrestling fans, aren't we? There's so there's so much good stuff to watch out there. Absolutely, man. That's good stuff. I, I enjoy that. Into the fire. I got to make some time to uh, sit down and watch that. I want to see if I can watch that so I can tweet it out live. We'll see. Yeah, man, that's good. So, my uh, don't forget, my friends, it's ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. You can get your, your daily dose of the wrestling shows across the uh, United States for our U.K. listeners as well. We ask you to check out ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Uh, Josh is going to make a U.K. version of that soon. He's going to have uh, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.uk uh, in 2020. Uh, but we want you to be able to uh, check out that website and um, and uh, my friend, we will do this next week. We got a lot to talk about. Progress, OTT, you're on the way. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Could you imagine, man? Could you, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? God, so so much good wrestling out there. You know, it, there is life outside of Raw and SmackDown. Yes, there is, and um, I, I mentioned it before. Make consume the wrestling that fits you. Oh, why is that out on a t-shirt? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Don't forget, Friday, Busted Open on December 6th, 8 to 11 a.m. Central Time is original airing. Series XM Fight Nation, I will be teamed with my friend Dave LaGreca on Busted Open. Don't forget to listen live. If not, catch the show on demand. Hope you guys can catch it live so you can call into the show. And don't forget, there will be a podcast version of our show that I'll post on Friday-ish, maybe Saturday-ish, but you'll be able to receive it right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. For Josh Lopez, it's Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. Tell people. That Jonathan is talking wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, twice a week now. And you never know when there's more content. You got to subscribe to find out. Thanks so much for listening. See you on Busted Open on Sirius XM on Friday morning.